in your ear. Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Sprague. I'm from, uh, wait, no, what is this? This is Balls in Your Ear. I am Josh Sprague. Balls in Your Ear is our sports podcast on the Up in Your Ear podcast network, full of great shows um, about movies and sports and fun and life, you know, life. Um, And with me, as always, to talk some hoops is Frank. Frank. Um, We did uh, an NFL show last night. We're doing an NBA show tonight. And special for the fans we're gonna do two nba shows this week because it's the fucking playoffs and so we're gonna do talk playing games tonight talk the way the season wrapped up with the seedings and then we're gonna do one to get out before the games start on friday so we'll get one out we'll do one thursday night put it about immediately friday morning it's on so so everyone will know that frank and i picked predicted all of the things to happen exactly correctly It'll be in the in the books. <laughs> so, Frank, we had um, the the as you and I discussed the the play in tournament created a really fun end of the season, the likes of which, which we don't usually get when all these games mattered going into Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday over the weekend. It was awesome. I thought. Yeah. Um, no, we had a few games that I, I was I was saying this is effectively a playoff game because. Mm-hmm. There was a game in the in the East and then a game in the West on Sunday where the loser was going to get the nine seed and have to drop to the nine ten play-in, which means right. they're going to have to win two games just to make the real playoffs. And the, the winner was going to get the eight seed and just have to win one play-in to get it. So right. um, the West was the, uh, the Warriors-Grizzlies game, and Steph Curry started off really slow and came on late in the third quarter and ended up with 46 points and yeah, winning the game. On fire. So <laughs> they won, um, I think, what, nine out of 10 games or eight out of nine. So they're on a tear going into the playing game. Steph also had a historic season. Um, what was the statistics? It was, um, it was, uh, oh my God, I'm going to botch it. But it was some kind of statistic where it was basically like the four people in history who had achieved these like statistics across the board were Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, and Steph Curry. So it was multiple MVPs, multiple championships, multiple scoring titles. Right, right, right. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. And that's a hell of a t- of a four player like uh, group right there. Like that's yeah. like that's that's a start. That's a four player starting lineup to play against the Monstars. If you had to like play for the for the sake of the world, like you'd consider just putting those four guys out there with whoever else. Yeah, fine with it. You'd be like, all right, that's cool. We, we got yeah, a team. I'll, I'll take those twin towers any any day. Wilt yeah. Chamberlain, Kareem, and Wilt with with MJ out there just screaming at people and Curry getting wide open looks from like wherever he wants. It would dominate. And then you, whoever you put Bird or LeBron in there as the as exactly the guy with that team. I don't really care who like the the swingman small for, exactly. Yeah. It could be it could be Bird, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good team. Um, okay, so so Steph and the Warriors win pitting them against the Lakers in the playing game. So, so LeBron and the brow and all those guys scraped in as the seven seed right now. 
Um, could not overcome Dallas or Portland to, to get in. They couldn't just get that extra win. So the and Lakers are vulnerable. This. I predicted this did. like a month ago. <laughs> so the <laughs> Lakers are now a Steph Curry hot streak away from being out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be like the drama of that is unreal. I love it. I love like, you know, it, it's like NCAA tournament-esque. Somebody's going home. I mean, true, the loser gets to play again, I should say. But so to clarify, just so everybody knows, the loser of the seven and eight seed still gets another shot by playing the winner of the nine and ten game. The loser of the nine, ten games out. That's a that's a single elimination game. So for Memphis, Memphis and miraculously the Spurs and the imploding Indiana Pacers and the weirdly erratic Charlotte Hornets, they're playing uh losing you're gone one and done kind of game yeah they have to win two to get in right yep okay so we have lakers golden state memphis san antonio what are you what are you looking at in the west frank um i i gotta pick my golden state warriors here against the lakers um Mm -hmm. I I, ne- I never was on this like you know Lakers should be the favorite going into this season in the first place, but also now with all the with the injuries of LeBron and AD and how they haven't had a whole lot of time to to gel and get the uh, the, the rhythm back with their team this last mm-hmm. month. Um, LeBron actually rolled that ankle a little bit at the end of the game the other night. Yeah, um, and they say he's fine, but um, and, and so here's the other thing. Um, I, I was just looking at some things that. Um, the brow. Well, I don't think he goes by the brow. I, th- I think he shaved that unibrow a little bit since I know, but it's a great rookie year. But uh, but I think he did trademark that or something. Um, when he came out of college, um, AD, shall I call yeah. him AD? A- AD, um, yeah. So the way that, the way that he's talking about it, um, it kind of makes it's like he's trying to say, yeah, like you know, you can't overlook them, like it's gonna be tough. You know, LeBron was saying, like, Steph Curry should be the MVP. LeBron said that like yesterday. Is, I think yeah. they're just saying that to make it look like they're humble. I actually think the Lakers are going in overconfident, thinking that they can turn it on and that like they're gonna be able to, you know, withstand like even if Steph gets 50 points, that somehow the Lakers are gonna win anyway. Or they're going to stop Steph and nobody else is going to be able to do anything. I think – I have a feeling they're going in a little too confident to this game. I agree. Golden State, like um, one of the – the we I talked about it a little bit, I think, one of the shows recently. If I didn't, it was in my head, and I'm going to act like I did. But um, the resurgence of – or I should say the growth of Andrew Wiggins the past like two months, in the last month especially, he – it's not just that he's scoring at a more efficient level. Shades of like – little shades of how like Rudy Gay kind of figured it out. Like it took him like, like he had all this talent and he would still get buckets, but they weren't like the right buckets. And Wiggins, Wiggins is now starting to get like the right buckets, if that makes sense. And more importantly, his defense has been stellar. My man is sitting in that film room with Draymond, film room with Draymond and, and learning. And honestly, like, that's awesome. I think it's really cool that Andrew Wiggins is, is becoming like a legitimate defensive playmaker out there on the court. It's really cool. And he, and he's become a putback artist too. He gets so many putback layups and dunks. It's sick. Yeah. He's really trying out there. I mean, I've been, I've been watching, you know, as many of their games as I can. And um, I mean, I can, I can see the effort. Like I, mm-hmm. I never saw from him on the Timberwolves as far as like, not just effort when he's the one, 
you know, driving the ball himself, but trying to get the rebound, trying to get, you know, the steal, save the mm-hmm. ball, do all those little things. And yeah, you're right. It's gotta, it's gotta be Draymond Green. Um, you know, the influence of a guy like that. And Draymond's playing great, you know, in Draymond's kind of way, like he's, he's not like a scorer, but he's doing all that stuff to be the captain of the team out there. On a, on a weekend when we saw our boy, Ben Wallace, get his uh he wasn't inducted but he was announced as a hall of fame inductee next season i don't know if you caught that um yeah because yeah, there's a lot of other people paul pierce and kobe and uh i know kobe My man, chris weber finally yeah, C-Web. but uh we talked about like ben wallace in an early podcast when we were just talking about like rebounds and guys who make an effect on the court um and how great he was and draymond is is the is the you know the evolution of Ben Wallace, just a, a, a defender whose brilliance is apparent, even if you can't quantify it at all. But every single person who watched watches who's watched these guys play in their career goes, "Oh, obviously that man is a is a Hall of Famer just because of his defense and and the way he controls a game. It's it's quite it's pretty unreal. Well, and like I said before, it's he's almost like like uh, like the hockey assist guy mm-hmm. on his team. He's, yeah. He sets up the play. He sets the, the offense in motion. Um, you know, sometimes he has beautiful direct assists to Steph in the right spot. Other mm-hmm. times he, he knows how to move the ball around in the right way. And yeah, I mean, I think Ben Wallace getting in the hall of fame is a good omen for Draymond green where he, oh, people he's are going to recognize got three rings. Right. Yeah. And, and he was, a he was a guy who you noticed on the court, even when Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry were out on the court with him. So like that, that tells you all you need to know. Um, okay, so you got you got Golden State being the Lakers, which will put the Lakers against the winner of Memphis, San Antonio. What are you feeling about that one? Um, I'm f- I'm feeling the Lakers will probably win that um, against, against either team. Against against either team, Memphis might oh. like the Spurs could beat Memphis totally just because they have Popovich and they, they got could. a bunch of scrappy guys that are going to get yeah. their first taste of playoffs and. But I don't think they will. I mean, Memphis doesn't really have playoff experience either, but they have a lot more just kind of like experience depth, I guess. Uh, and they have John Morant, which might just be enough when he's the best player on the court. Um, but I think Memphis could give the Lakers a better game than the Spurs probably would if it comes down to it. Um, yeah, I think so too, just because of the way this, you know, the Spurs rely on DeMar DeRozan's scoring, which I don't think – he's the type of score that uh, can overcome like a Lakers defensive scheme against him. He's, he's not a three point shooter. Especially if like Walker and those other young bucks are, are, are cold or get a little, get a little scared in their first real taste. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers have enough, you know, big guys or like length in in the lane to keep it, you know, kind of unfriendly around, around the key for, uh, for DeMar DeRozan. So yeah, I I would think, um, yeah. And, you know, watching uh, Valanciunas on the uh, on the Grizzlies a little mm-hmm. bit recently too. He's it's it's fun to watch him. He's got these He's player. Like, smooth like old school style center skills. Mm-hmm. He does this little baby hook thing. It's it's pretty cool. He's another one that his, you kind of see his impact on the game when you watch him play he, he's grabbed my attention for that same way even if he's not the guy doing the the scoring and everything you see him out there like mate like his impact is felt he's got he's got a little gravity to him as they say that's one of my favorite phrases like a player's gravity yeah i like that so you okay so you would have 
That would mean the uh, uh, ostensibly is that the right word? The Lakers uh, and the Warriors would ostensibly, ostensibly. I always switch the ostensibly. The Lakers and the Warriors would flip spots, and which would send the Lakers to Utah and the Warriors to Phoenix, which I think we agree is the best possible outcome for that for that first yeah. round. That'd yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix and Golden State. Um, super fun. That'd be super fun. Really fun. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm probably picking Phoenix. Um, and if you don't want to get into that, no, 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 no picking out. <laughs> That's right, for Thursday. All right, all right. So let's flip flop because <laughs> we're doing a lightning show tonight. Um, let's flip flop over in the East. We have um, your boy Celtics who are just crashing and burning. Honestly, like I can't even blame them. They got so riddled by nonsense this year with injuries and COVID. Um, and then Jalen Brown going down with like two weeks ago in the season uh, is devastating. You know, so, you got Jason so can, Tatum. I go, can I go here go first? I, I have yeah, to interject. Please. Yeah. Go so ahead. I'm going to shock you. <laughs> I'm picking the Washington Wizards to beat the Boston Celtics in the play in game. Of course you are. <laughs> but I'm and a Celtics that, fan. So I don't, I want to be wrong. I want Washington has the second best score in the league this year and a absolute force of nature in. Russell Westbrook, who is fully healthy and in command of his game. Like we asked him to, he must listen to our podcast. We asked him, we were like, Russ, we need you to be more efficient with your passing. We need you to, to be a little smarter with the ball. And he's fucking wrecking shit in this league right now. We were saying like a while ago, we're like, nope, nobody's going to want to see this team in the nope. playoffs. So and it starts so with the plan and Boston dropping the seven is the worst thing that could have happened to them right now. Yep. Um, I, you know, I'd love to see Jason Tatum ha- have some great game, and, and he could. Tatum know. could go. Tatum can get fifty on a random night. He totally he could. could. Yep. I don't think he will. And honestly, without Brown, I think Washington probably has a better, better team. <laughs> like Brown's a really good player. That's an All Star level yeah. player. You're losing, he, and, and he would he had a, he had a great year. Um, yeah. Uh, they'll they'll be good, and I just don't think like also like. All that the like Marcus Smart shit that we saw like just terrorize the Sixers the last two years in the playoffs, where he just like fucks up your your handoffs and your screens and just demolishes you. Russ doesn't care about any of that shit. Russ don't give a fuck about Marcus Smart. He right. don't care. He's not gonna get punked. He's not gonna give a shit. He's just gonna slam on your head. Uh, I can't wait. That's the game I'm most excited for, probably. Yeah, um, the yeah, Boston be Washington game. game. I want to watch I, Russ. I guess we're getting to you know Charlotte, Indiana. This is the kind of mm-hmm. game. Yeah, we are. Um, I guess and, we are getting to it, and and, and also San Antonio and Memphis. <laughs> this is this is where we're kind of like, oh, okay, like maybe we didn't need this playing thing because that nine ten matchup kind of sucks. These teams are all below five hundred, and there's not really that much that's yeah, too exciting Charlotte's about it. Charlotte's fun to watch, and Indiana's got like a maniac coach who could implode and like fight his own players at any time. So, so I'm I'm interested in that, and even if it's one more chance to see the Charlotte. Uh, Hornets in their beautiful home uniforms on that beautiful court. I'm happy to see it. But yeah, one of them is going to get to play two games. Honeycomb so, court. So are you talking about the with when it's all when it's that like really off teal? Yeah. They have like those sparks spikes of like off teal on the court, and then they wear either the stripe or the or the oh, the old school the, stripe, the, the straight yeah, up, like that, the old school stripes or the just straight up teal. Um, just fantastic. I love it. I, it's a shade of color I feel like I've never seen before, and I love it. I can't wait. Um, I mean, you know, the, the the Hornets have some good young players. Like they can be Miles fun fucking to watch. Bridges, Miles my man. Bridges. Can't yeah. wait. And and Lonzo, 
Um, just, yeah. just uh, or Lamelo. Which one? It's Lonzo. Uh, no, 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 no. It's 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 Lamelo. It's, it's the younger, Lamello, the younger, younger one. kid. The kid yeah. throwing like dimes across the court on the hop. Yeah. Uh, super fun. The the Pacers are a team that's like should. They have some regrouping to do. I think, you know, they can be a fun team to talk about in the offseason because I don't think they're that far away from being a much better team. But um yeah, Sabonis they're kind of a, they're good. they're a broken horse right now. They're they're yeah. got a broken leg and they're limping through the race. It's rough. I mean, Sabonis is good, but they're kind of a boring team. Malcolm Brogdon, boring player. A really good player. He's a really efficient player. And yeah. if they had TJ Warren, you know, you're talking about like right. Sabonis, Brogdon, Warren, and um who's the center? Um uh, Turner, Miles Turner. That's, oh, yeah. that's a pretty good building block. You can you can build a good team about that. Holidays isn't uh, Justin Holiday on the team. He's like they got two holidays. Player. They got two holiday brothers. Two, right? Um, they're okay. So, so one thing that I think is really notable too about the seedings because I think the we'll talk deeper oh, about and, the first and, and, and Dougie, Dougie, uh, Dougie McBucket. Oh, Dougie Buckets. I like, I like yeah. him. I still like D- Dougie McBucket. The Pacers are a totally usable like <laughs> NBA live team. Or, or 2K, if you're, if you're playing a video game, you'd be like, why isn't this team winning like 50 games for like in the video game? Because their ratings would be sweet and you just like shoot buckets. Um, side note, Frank, for our listening audience, used to be the most infuriating person to play NBA Live with because you really revolutionized the only shoot three pointer strategy playing on. Did you have a Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? I can't remember. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. And you would just like bomb threes. It's all game. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to learn, but it made me good because playing against you taught me, like I would always be the so- the Sonics and you had Nate McMillan and um, uh, Detlef Schrempf and Bomb and Threes. Yep. And, and, uh, and I learned, and then later... And, when and I was, Hersey Hawkins. Hersey Hawkins. And then I learned later, f- fast forward a couple of years, and I'm working with like teenagers in, in like doing social work with teenagers. And we had, a I guess, a PlayStation 1 or something. And uh, the player I the, I used the Sonics then because they had Richard Lewis and, and Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Yep. And the, they would always teams. use like I don't remember. There was another team. It might was, there was another team that had guys that would never miss. And so the only way to counter them said, was to uh, use the Sonics. I was going to say Sacramento Kings might have been one of the pretty solid teams then because you would have had Pedro Stojakovic and then when Hito Turkoglu um, was a good three point shooter it for a couple been, years there too. Yeah, the, I can't remember who it was, but it was the only there was the only way I'd counter these kids who were better than me is because they didn't really know about the Sonics because they like didn't really get to see West Coast games, and I was like, right. oh, I know about the Sonics, I know about Ray Allen and, and Rashard Lewis. Anyway, so side note that okay, back to the ba- real basketball. The Sixers pulled a big, big fucking coup the, at the end of the season, and not necessarily because they were playing great, but by staying ahead of Brooklyn. And because of Boston falling apart, uh, it basically, and the Knicks resurgence kept Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Miami out of the Sixers side of the bracket until the Eastern Conference Finals. So the teams that were most likely to be a pain in the ass to the Sixers, and and I'm including Boston because I was thinking about this before Jalen Brown was hurt. Um, There were four teams that I was like, all right, those are the teams to watch. Milwaukee and Brooklyn clearly because of the, how good they are. Oh, no, Miami wait, because hold, of what? hold on. I, I just I gotta call you on that. If my what? if my prediction holds and the Wizards win, Boston drops down 
to play the winner of Indiana and Charlotte. And then if Boston gets the eight seed and then they play the six. True, season. but they're not that same team. That's why I was saying like when I was working, right, when I was including them in that four grouping of teams, it was with Jalen Brown. Without yeah, Jalen yeah. Brown, I don't think they can beat the Sixers in a seven nope. game series. No. So it's now Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Miami because who knows what Jimmy Buckets is going to do. when he, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets is the one guy that I'm like, absolutely, there's a playoff switch coming. Not that he dogs it, but um, he just – he has that – very Michael Jordan esque ability to just be like, I hate losing so fucking much that I'm going to win this game that I have no right winning. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan. I'm just saying he has that same like gene inside the way he plays where he just Would gets you call angry. it the uh, Mamba mentality? I know you wouldn't. The call Mamba. It. <laughs> no. But some people would. Um, Frank, we'll do it in an off season some someday when I'll talk about how Kobe Bryant's the most overrated basketball player of all time, and and and, and I'm going to tell you that LeBron James is the most overrated player. And of all we'll, time. we'll do that when we have nothing else to talk about. We'll definitely get into that, um, and it'll be fun. Uh, okay, so I think that's a big deal for the Sixers because basically they're going to get. I mean, they might get Washington, who could be a pain in the ass. But again, a one game series, a one game series versus Washington is very different than a seven game series versus Washington. Um, so, you know, they could theoretically play Washington maybe, um, but most likely they're going to get Boston or, or Charlotte. And so that should be a pretty easy, it might be even cathartic to whoop on Boston after getting whooped by them last year. Uh, and, and without Simmons, let's remember, cause the Sixers were all busted up and hurt in the, in the bubble last year. Ooh, and then I'm, they'll get. I'm, I'm salivating here. Sorry. Are, are you are you talking about this? Are you about to talk to about the Sixers going even further in the playoffs? Or are we going to move on to another team? Because I I've I've got a I've got a delicious first round matchup in the East that I got to talk about. Okay, we'll do it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Brooklyn Nets yeah. two seed, Washington Wizards seven, seven seed. seed. Yeah. Russell Westbrook uh-huh. versus who? KD, his former teammate from Oklahoma City. And the bad blood there from when Katie left to join the Warriors super team. Yep. Now Katie's on another super team. And who Don't else is on that team? West. Oh, well, there are other old teammates. James and Harden. James Harden. You're getting, and you're Mike D'Antoni sitting together. on the bench. <laughs> what? And Mike D'Antoni sitting on the bench. Next yeah. To Nash. That's yeah. That's, um, Oh my God. I mean, the, I don't know how Westbrook and the Wizards would be able to do it, but he will fight like hell to try to prove, hey, like I, I can be on a on a real team um, that that I'm a part of mm-hmm. of creating and and pulling these younger guys up rather than just joining a super team like KD does. KD, you know, just goes from super team to super. I, I'm not. I'm just saying that sarcastically. Right. But, I mean. But just from Westbrook's perspective, oh my God, he will be motivated I can't like wait. hell to try to prove something about the way the Nets were formed and yeah. and about KD. So we're big Beating on him. we're big on the Wizards. We're we're riding the Wiz hard. <laughs> can't wait. Okay, so we got two games. Uh, not it's tomorrow night from when we're recording. It's tonight for when it's this is this will be online. Um, two games Tuesday night, one in each conference. Two games Wednesday night, one in each conference. And Thursday, uh, we'll be back on to talk. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, yeah. Frank, thanks, right. man. That was super awesome. We're going to do – that'll be – we'll have three balls in your ears episodes up this week. Uh, it's impressive and exhausting. I mean, I'm calling it impressive. It's not really impressive, but it is exhausting. And super fun because there's going to be lots of basketball to watch. And, yeah, I'm just pumped. Frank, yeah. say goodbye to the people. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Later, dude. Bye.
your ear. Podcast Network.